3: Welcome to the Niall or Nine Podcast. I'm Niall, and this week you're going to be joining us on a very special road trip to a place called Blackgate. So a few weeks ago, myself and Andrea took a day trip to Galway City to visit the Blackgate Cultural Centre. It was a place we've been hearing about a lot for various different reasons. So we thought we'd have a look and go ourselves and maybe find out what was going on. Uh, It all started in 2020 with both myself and Andrea, who were big uh, champions and and loved Neve Regan's debut album, Hemet. And that album was released on Blackgate's label, which is the first I had heard of it. Indeed, we talked to Neve on the show that summer uh, in 2020, and the record went on to receive a Choice Music Prize nomination the following year. So it was Blackgate I heard of in 2020, it had opened a few years ago as a little venue space, and I was hearing a bit more about it, and then last year the venue was streaming live concerts from its very small uh, little venue space in Galway City, in Galway City Centre, and this week it will debut its TV show on TG 4 called Comisk, Sessions at Blackgate. And the show pairs up uh, different musicians for a series of collaborative days resulting in performances in the Blackgate. So different pairings including Rhiannon Giddens, uh, Rosheen Al Safti, Dahi and Suzanne Savage, Rachel Lavelle and Peter Broderick, Seamus Begley and Junior Brother, Jinx Lennon and Mary Wallopers and Anna Malarkey and New Jackson including Sam Amadon and Siobhan people. So there's loads there, there's 12 different episodes all those episodes of Kumusk are actually available to watch on the Gigi Car Player from this Friday February 11th before the actual TV broadcast on February 26th. So with loads of things happening around Blackgate we thought like, I mean what is it? Is it a label? Is it a venue? Is it a wine bar? Is it a recording studio? Well, the truth is it's a bit of everything and I always thought that multi-use spaces that are, are kind of the way forward in terms of music and Entertainment venues, and when it comes with a wine and cheese board, too, well, we thought we'd better go down to Galway and actually have a look for ourselves, see what's going on. So, yeah, Black Eight is a bit of everything, and we're going to talk to uh, some of the people behind it. So, Andrea and I did just that. We went down to Galway a few weeks ago and just happened to arrive on Blackgate's fifth birthday, the day that the uh, lifting of restrictions was actually announced. So, it was a bit of a bit of a buzzy day. Um, and uh, so, we spoke to Neve Regan down there, as well as the director of Cumusk, uh, who is uh, Mia Malarkey, as well as her little sister, who is actually Anna Malarkey, the musician, who appeared on the show with David Kitt uh, in collaboration and actually wrote the theme song for Cumusk. So we also met the people behind Blackgate, including the co-owner Patter King, to hear about how it all came together and their plans for the space in the future. And we hear a bit more from one of their upcoming releases too. So let's drop in to a lovely space in Galway called the Black Gate and have a walk around.
1: around and um, chairs all around, him, and then it's a really nice and intimate space. And we've had like we've had some pretty huge acts there, and done typical concerts. And you know, we've always kind of tried to make sure that uh, that we weren't just like the the bottom of the rung kind of a venue. We wanted to be small, but you know, interesting. Yeah, Something like the likes of I don't know, like Poppy Aykroyd Sam Amadon Renaud Garcia-Fons, some of these really amazing contemporary musicians as well yeah. we all played here. Um, probably did about 500 concerts over the over the, over the the three years we were open. Mm. So, uh, a fair amount of stuff. And it's really nice because you're so close to, like, you literally, some people would be right up here and yeah. whoever's singing or playing or whatever, like, <laughs> Renaud Garcia-Fons is an really interesting one. He's like a, he's a famous double bass player. You'll see him on, um, like any of the tiny desk stuff or anything like that, but he's just virtuoso, like, but every, we we did a concert with him a few years ago, like every famous double bass player in the country was here, (laughs) it was (laughs) just like, they were just crowded up around him and, you know, so this and just right, right there.
4: Yeah, I like Uh, that there's no separation really, it's not a stage, it's just like a kind of cosy little corner.
1: Yeah, and it's like, it's, um, yeah, we've had a lot of pretty magic nights down here, and it's kind of, and the nice thing about it is that the crowd that we have, it's very much a community, which is... Mm-hmm.
4: Yeah. Lovely. yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, very nice. It's got a good separation with the double windows from the street. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Very good. Lovely. But, um, yeah, it's got yeah, a You can't hear
4: anything outside in
1: here. Yeah, but it's good to have the light as well, because there's so many studios that are just black. Yes.
3: That was Padder King who was showing us around the Blackgate Studios and building. And uh, so we sat down with Padder King and had a chat with him about how it all came together, patter, so we're sitting in Blackgate, and I want you to tell me a little bit about uh, your idea for how this came about and and you know what i well, i guess from what I'm really impressed with is the the multi use of space, right? I'm always been interested in places that are one thing and another. Um. So this place, like, there's a great example in um Glasgow that I found very inspirational a number of years ago. Mono, it's a record shop. It's a restaurant. It's a few different things. So tell me about Black because uh, it has that kind of vibe to it. Is it, it's a few different things in it. Wears a few hats.
1: Yeah. Um. Yeah. Well, I suppose years ago. Um. Well, five years ago. Uh. We. Me and. Uh, my friend Eamon from, from Inish Boffin. We both, we we both kind of wanted to do something and we were kind of at, at a point where mm-hmm. we I've been, I've been in, involved in a festival. I ran, I ran a festival called Inish out Inish Boffin for a few years and it was kind of, it was getting a good bit of critical acclaim because we had a lot of um, big writers, big musicians and, uh, and speakers that would come to Boffin and it was very, it was a limited festival. We only had 200 tickets. It was never to get any bigger than that. It was just about it being really good. Yeah. Um, and when we went into doing something out here, we wanted we found this building, and we kind of built our idea around the building. so like it, it the building wouldn't have suited a lot of things because it's on multiple floors, and you can't have a huge crowd at it, so you never make enough out of any one of the activities to make it really worth your while um but we all had multiple interests and um and we wanted to bring a little bit of you know the that kind of we grew up in Boffin and there was always this kind of sense of wanting to welcome people to the island and wanting to, and a sense of there not being any particular age. You, know, you talk to everybody because there's only 165 of us on Boffin. So it was like you would go to the pub and you talk to somebody who's, you know, 80 the same as you talk to somebody who's your own age. And we wanted it to be open to everybody um, and open to every all styles of music. And actually the Blackgate is, it's the place where me and Amy used to meet going to school when we were kids it's like it's halfway between both of our houses it's just like this gate that old men used to lean on and look over the harbour and talk shite you know so uh, that's the black gate.
4: for For a space that is um, five years old today um, it's completely teeming with personality, like from, from all of you here, like it does feel like it's, it's imbued with a lot of different, as I was saying, like a lot of different interests and, and different things. Like, so when you were kind of uh, deciding on e- e- even something like the layout of it, um, and like what, what, what did the place look like before you moved in? Was it, was it an empty shell and then you kind of populated it with all this stuff? Yeah, this
1: pl- the building was, it was completely empty. It, yeah. it had been it had been empty for five years before we got into it. It used mm. to be a, a youth cafe for the HSE. Actually, it was kind of like the precursor to Jigsaw or one of those kind of mm. mental health services cafe. And it, I suppose they they just um, they moved at a certain point and the building was just left derelict, not derelict, but it was, it was empty. You know, yeah. It was, um, we we went into it. We saw the potential in it really and we rebuilt everything like we put in new floors new all these bookshelves all the you know we did anything that needed to be redone and you know got a mehel of all of our friends to help out and mm. um, yeah so we we created like all even all the pictures on the wall everything I mean if you can you you can't obviously see it on on the, on the, on the podcast but on the wall over there there's, there's pictures of you know of Boffin of you know boat builders and boffin people growing up there's people you know pictures from friends exhibitions yeah there's the festival we used to run there's bands that used to play here there's there's you know it's a real kind of a mishmash of our friends yeah
4: yeah and it's yeah and i suppose it is that kind of like community spirit. yeah Yeah.
1: and i think we want we always wanted to like our kind of ethos with it is that we will we set out on a path and often if we see something that we think makes sense, we'll go down that road as mm. far as we can go with it sometimes, you know? So like, you know, the, during the pandemic, going down the film, the film road or the TV road, um, it's been really nice because we, all, we already had those interests. Yeah. So bringing in mm. new people and, and expanding on the music we've already done. And,
3: and what was the like in terms of, you know, you hadn't done it before. So approaching... Uh, Hemet Neve's Regan's record to release it and and do all that kind of stuff. So
1: well, we kind of had done it before, but not in not on that scale, really. I suppose like like I've been a musician for years. I've done a, did a bunch of releases years ago. Um, you know, we'd all been involved in music, and I'd known a lot of producers, and you know, over the years as well, yeah, just different producers all over the world, really. Actually, um, so I had a lot of good advice from people as well, and we knew that, I suppose most of it is just making sure to be critical about when you're when you're making an album to to be critical enough to distill it so that you're 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 getting it down to the you're cutting off all the fat and then um and giving it the best chance and um and then the pr i suppose pr and getting it out there is is a huge part of it as well and making sure that it gets to people so that they hear and like well, you guys were pretty instrumental in, in getting Eve to the world as well. So it's like it's um that's it. It's it's kind of a it's a community effort really. If some people find something that's that's really brilliant and this they, they get it out to the world together, it's something something nice in that, you know?
3: It's actually just like it, it sounds a bit like to distill it it's like you're just building a team you're you're, you're doing things together uh, with one common goal and that's kind of what yeah. the whole idea of like a community and team with something in mind you're like that's what it is that's what you're trying to do absolutely if yeah. you overcomplicate it you're like what we're trying to do is build this team around an artist or a label yeah. or a restaurant or whatever it is do you know what I mean like that's what it. everything to me kind of distills down to when you need it you can't do everything on your own
1: no.
3: so you need to you know surround yourself with people who are also able to have that interest and want to make that happen. You know? Oh absolutely,
1: yeah. And it's like it's 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 funny, the more you go into it, the more you see how interconnected it all is. Like and it's it's it could be a simple thing like um um the network. Say so just even the network of venues in Ireland, just having that joined up thinking where, you know, you can you can make if you get to know everybody, you're building relationships that you can you can send your act to that place to play or you can I don't know. It's kind of it's it's just a big community, and it's mm. about just making sure that people in that community know the stuff that you're doing. And I suppose like you know, um, you know, you guys even being here today, it's it's really great for us getting our message out there, what we're trying to do. Yeah. And you know, um, like Neve would have, regardless of whether she did it with us or did it with someone else, Neve would have been up there. She's an amazing mm. artist, and we're just really privileged, I suppose, that that she trusted us enough to to help her put out the music you know mm. but uh like she's gonna be gonna be huge you know oh, yeah. um, and really yeah. really proud
0: what's the matter with the time i keep it drum circles around me all day why can't i complete a task and feel good at the end of the day why
5: do
3: While we were in Galway, we got the chance to chat to Neve Regan in person. And uh, and the day we were down there was the day that the restrictions were suddenly announced as lifting uh, the next day. So it all became very exciting. And uh, so that's where we kick off with Neve, myself, and Andrea and Neve in the studio talking about the future. So, how are you doing? How, how are things?
0: Things are great. Yeah. yeah. Things are, um, I think they're going to be great tomorrow. This news. <laughs> I don't know when this um, breaking break news <laughs> breaking news.
3: Yeah. Um, God, I guess, like, it's nice to meet you here because uh, you're the reason we heard about the Blackgate, really, in terms of, you know, the label and stuff. So, uh, yeah, do you want to tell us a bit about uh, your association with this place and, and where it came from and...
0: When I was kind of starting out solo stuff, um, I was just hunting for support slots as much as possible in Galway City. Pather was just amazing; like any time it came up, any opportunity whatsoever, he just gave me the call and, um, just really build up my confidence and performance. Yeah. You know, as a solo artist, and um, yeah. So I suppose that's where it all started. And um, I did one particular um slot. I think it was supporting the maze or something and they were over for inish Boffin festival and um Pather like two days before the festival started was like will you come on a boat and come over to the island and play a slot and I was like yeah like super excited about it and then he explained what the session was going to be and it was like, was about 10 artists and we never met and he was like you're going to collaborate and perform tonight and I was like oh my god like (laughs) out of my depth so um that's really what the black Blackgate are they're really good at like picking people out and putting them under lots of pressure and great things (laughs) happening (laughs) and really like memorable um memorable things so that's kind of well, it must have went well anyway, because yeah, <laughs> yeah, we're there. still we're still friends, and an yeah. album came out of it, so <laughs> it was great. Yeah, <laughs> so so
3: yeah, tell me about the album then. Um, where did that come from? From that first meeting and
0: um, so well, just building that relationship and them seeing and hearing the songs, you know, because like when you do supports, you're often maybe the maybe one song might be heard or people might pay attention for the last two or something, but. Poor Pather had to hear all of them again and again. So he kind of got more familiar with the songs maybe than other people. And he was like, uh, yeah, he just kind of was like, not just Pather, the whole Black A crew. And they were like, we we should get this out. We should try and get this out to people. Mm-hmm. And uh, so they put on the Black A capes and made it happen. So, yeah, <laughs> yeah. they're like heroes. So yeah,
3: And it w- went pretty well in the end.
0: It did. I don't uh, think th- we th- were th-
4: expecting. Th- the last time we spoke, time we, were, <laughs> we were talking to you like, I think it was maybe a few days before it had come out. I think we might a napt shoot right before the I release. Think, yeah. Um, and it's been, it's been quite a, it, it it's been amazing. Like it it kind of validated us and our case, <laughs> to be honest. Because we 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 were we've been very proud of having kind of get got on the the, the train early. Do you know, like and just yeah. kind of trying to get, like, being being like to people like listen to this album it's very good and I'm so happy to see that so many people have listened to it and that it's been amazing so what's what's it been like for you like
0: how um it's been busy yeah Um, yeah yeah. it's been really busy and um like when I released it I was still in school um so I was Mm -hmm. still finishing up a master's um primary school teaching and subbing and all that kind of thing so now I'm not teaching at all and I'm actually getting to do music full time which yeah. is something I never thought I'd be able like you know it's still a bit hairy in spots but like it feels good to yeah, like finally yeah. get to commit to it and like head down and keep working and yeah so it's been fantastic <laughs>
3: <laughs> well we were talking to about this earlier on like the whole point of you know building a team is, you know, people put their best into that uh, process and then you, you learn from them and, you know, the gaps in your knowledge are filled in by somebody else and all that kind of stuff. That's the whole point of, you know, building a team around you when you we kind of, like, distill it down into what it is to be a full-time musician and to have people helping you and, you know,
0: and all that kind of stuff. That's amount of people, so, yeah. yeah amount, a lot of people, like, uh, rooting for you as well. Do you know what I mean? So, yeah, I was really lucky. And somebody said something... Um, was it just outside the Blackgate. There was a phrase of like um, a boat. Oh, no, I'm going to botch it. I knew it. But it's basically the essentially meaning like every boat needs a tide or something or a wave and a breeze will come along that idea. And they were saying the Blackgate is like the breeze to everyone and go away. It's like the arts to the boat. and They're just waiting for the Black Gate. Like, go on. <laughs> <laughs> I love so, how
4: boats keep coming up. Today. It's the island boys, you know, <laughs> we're always yeah, trying to bring it back, back yeah. to them. third <laughs> The third interview we've done today and both we've mentioned. Maybe thing. it's the
0: same guy saying it to us just no, before it's a, the interview.
4: No, 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 completely separately. It's very nice. It's lovely to see a theme emerge. <laughs>
5: yeah.
4: well, that's so lovely. That's a, that's a lovely way to kind of think about this this space and spaces like it for like to, to hear the effect that it can have for.
0: It's incredible. Artists. Yeah. Just when, from having people yeah. who have the experience, as you said, fill in the gaps and just kind of know when to push and when to. Yeah. Chill, but
4: yeah, it's so a community. Yeah, it's just been so
3: uh, prevalent today But as as we were saying, like we missed it so much in terms of like your music community, and to hear that like you might be going back to normal life in terms of like the positive parts of that life, you know, going back to gigs and all that kind of I stuff. You looking forward I'm to that?
0: Oh, like I but um like just even the chat you have before and after gigs and just the people you meet in passing people and just just those words that happen and just the ease of being around people I can't wait for that instead of having to be like I'll be in a corner now until this swab is out of my nose and make sure I'm safe you know like just to have this sense of like yeah just ease and enjoy the music and yeah because that's a huge part of it isn't it like why else you know to kind of gather and have it a shared love or something, which is music. So, yeah, even yeah. if it's just
3: a, like your casual acquaintances, which yeah. you haven't seen for a long
2: time.
0: Yeah, know. the friends that you know, you know, you call them Dave and you have no idea what their surname is. <laughs> You've yeah. met them at a the cake yeah. a million yeah. times. <laughs> or just run into somebody. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. oh, hi, oh, yeah, okay,
4: yeah I'll yeah, get you later. Yeah. Like, you of never yeah. divorced, but <laughs> it's still... Yeah. Which is lovely. <laughs> small interactions yeah. are so lovely, yeah. yeah.
0: So, yeah. Yeah, I'm really excited for the Black Eight to open up again in that sense because it is like the amount of people I got to know and see and hear and the amount of artists that just passed through who aren't even playing that like come just to be like, they know this is a good spot just to chat and to kind of get to know things. And especially um, Inish Bof- the Inish Festival, like as in, you know, all those communities. It's just, yeah. Everything's going to thrive. It's going to be going to be a cool. great wave. Nice. Yeah.
3: That piece of music is actually from Anna Malarkey, who is a Galway artist, and musician who I feature a number of times on Another Nine, uh, but never met before in person properly. So had a chance to sit down with her in Blackgate and uh, have a chat with her about uh, her involvement with the theme song and her collaboration on the show with David Kitt. Now that went and you hear a bit of audio of that as well. So the first thing we asked Anna Malarkey is about Galway and its influence on her music.
6: I think environment is everything, really. Uh, we're right beside the sea here and that's a big influence for me and I love the sea and I think people who live in Galway really do appreciate that because you know no matter where you are you're only a few minutes away from the sea really and then we've got Connemara we've got Inish you know we've got the islands right beside us we've got Gaeilge, Gaeilge is super important to me yeah and definitely influences I think how people think here even because yeah you kind of, it just has a trickle-down effect. Uh, so, yeah, I think the, the environment influences art here for sure. Yeah.
3: And what about your own music, then? How would, you, how would you describe it to somebody?
6: Constantly evolving. You're lovely. <laughs> <laughs> I, so yeah. Sometimes I feel like I have this battle between acoustic and electric. Yeah. And uh, sometimes I'm in an acoustic month. And I don't really want to be near electronics. And okay. then sometimes I'm only electronics. Mm. So I kind of I just always go between the two. And because I do lar- like a large amount of my work is soundtrack work. Right. I would do an acoustic soundtrack and then I would do an electronic soundtrack. And sometimes it's a blend. So uh, electro acoustic, yeah. that's the answer. <laughs> <laughs> So the TJ Cahill show, uh, I got to collaborate with David Kitt, which was amazing. A big fan of David Kitt. And when I was asked, I was just like, oh my God, yes, please. Mm. Like first, this is class to, you know, have a a show, have work, all the rest. And then also get to collaborate with someone who you really deeply admire. Mm. So it was really, really, really special. Uh, Even getting to see like... From a different perspective, see David Kitts' creative process, uh, and get to see him with his gear, like his modular synthesizers. And like yeah, he's got a
3: big bank of stuff, doesn't oh my he? God. Usually, like
6: yeah. he's so he's so good at it. Like we my fe- my fella and I have a few. And it yeah, it's really hard. Like they're really hard yeah. to use. Like, and David's just like yeah. firing up stuff. Like Intuitive kind oh my of. God. Stuff, he's yeah. making it look like it's you know, like he plays all of it like an instrument, mm. like all these different modules. And it was really, really inspiring to, mm. to be part of that with him. Um, so yeah, that was just really cool. Mm. And like the whole crew for the TG Car show were just so professional and so lovely and everyone just made you feel so good. And like, you know, you'd, you'd collaborate for the day and then you go in and you've got like, right, you're going to do this seven minute song. Go, mm. And all these cameras, and it's just like it was yeah. just a really great experience. Yeah. It was really fun, Pro- and,
3: proper live experience, as well, especially when you haven't been able to do it in front of people. So kind yeah. of, you know, kind of realizing a, pl- a, a piece for the cameras as well. So that's kind of a nice feeling.
6: Yeah, mm. yeah, uh, really exciting. And I got to do some. I decided because I was doing with uh, electronics with David that I do really acoustic music. So I did Odo Mavadi. This old song about yeah. boats that I just love mm. because it's about boats. <laughs> it's like we've yeah. all these songs that are about fall in love with someone or, you know, you're just, on down the road. We don't a like, boat, like it's yeah. just <laughs> about a boat. Yeah, like and how they love a boat because I saw this brilliant
4: tweet that <laughs> just reminded me of it, and it was like. Um, we have all these songs about falling in love and breaking up and we only have one song about a lobster who rules. And it was like a rock lobster. <laughs> I was like, That is unfair that we only have one song about a lobster that just fucking rules.
6: Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I yeah, like boats. Yeah. More songs about boats. Like, why not? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I just love that. Like, do you know how important they used to be? And yeah. that was what they were paying homage to. Yeah. Um, and then I got to compose the intro music for the show, which was oh, a great. really wonderful uh, job, because it was like, okay, your brief is kind of <laughs> Irish traditional, contemporary, uh, folk, um, and you're like, hey, I, can, I can do all that, <laughs> <laughs> um, and slightly mythical energy. I was like, cool, okay, got it. <laughs> this, right, is, yeah. this is this is going to be fun.
3: a bit of the audio there from the collaboration between Anna Malarkey and David Kitt from the Comusk show. Now, our next interview, we we don't have to go far in the family to find her. Her name is Mia Malarkey, Anna's sister. She is the director of the show, uh, Comusk Session and the Black Gate. And here's Mia with how she got involved in (laughs) Comusk.
7: Yeah, so I'm originally from Galway and I was kind of there when the Black Gate set up about five years ago, just over five years ago. And it's just a beautiful space, very bohemian. It attracts a lot of artistic minded people. Um, so I'd be down at the Galway film flat and you'd always go to the Black Gate for a glass of wine after a film. Mm-hmm. And Padder is just a kind of powerhouse of a person. He's brilliant at bringing people together um creative people so there'd be just always an atmosphere there'd be wine cheese stories poets there'd be the crack um Mm -hmm. and then he came to me with this idea for the show comisk for bringing artists together and who uh, would collaborate for the first time um and i loved the idea and i think as well coming out of the pandemic i loved the idea of just hanging out with loads of artists and documenting them kind of in the creative process so i was on board straight away um so that's kind of how it works and then obviously the black gate is a music venue it's a recording studio it's a bar it's got the the spaces upstairs for artists to rent offices so it's just got a lot of different elements that all perfectly coalesce for this show you'll meet someone and be like oh i love your photography do you want to do something together or you know oh i'm making this cool music and it, you just keep meeting really interesting characters who are doing creative projects that um, are exciting and you can get on board with or they might join your project or hmm. it's a really natural space to network. It's so informal and sort of fun. So it's, um yeah, it's kind of a no-brainer to have a space that has multiple functions. Yeah. And then, and then you go downstairs and have a glass of wine, which is great at the end of the day.
3: Nice. So it kind of, uh, the show is kind of coming out now just as kind of fog is lifting as well isn't it so yes yeah it gives you that nice here's what we did here's some nice you know um connections
7: yeah happening. exactly and i know like from having shot it that it was a pleasure for the artists coming out of the pandemic because a lot of them haven't really done hadn't done gigs you know they hadn't been in a space of so they're creative people so it was just very nice uh creating a platform for that as well it was just an appetite because we've been starved of concerts and festivals and sessions and you know going out to the pub so everyone yeah. was hungry to get in the room and and make some music yeah and I think that'll translate to the audience I think that atmosphere is is it's going to permeate so it's yeah it's a good time to watch the show I think working with Jinx Lennon was a total revelation um I kind of I'd never seen him live but I'd seen some of his music videos and he's quite fearless. He's sort of like a poet, like in, in a very deep way in that he does. There's no small talk. He's straight to the deep stuff. So he sang a song walking up Shop Street in Galway and belting out lyrics about, you know, not using a Johnny, you know, not telling the misses, and like really, you know, mad out lyrics and no uh, shyness on him belting out the lyrics. And I was in stitches laughing at the freedom of him singing like that in front of a a crowd Uh, he was just brilliant and the wallopers were brilliant crack as well they're kind of real punk anarchist ruckus kind of energy so that was cool Um, peter broderick and rachel lavelle was a beautiful combination very ephemeral very um for me i found that a really emotional collaboration to to listen to musically Mm -hmm. Uh, Rachel's voice is gorgeous and then Peter was really kind of brilliant at bringing in a sort of rich array of different sounds and different instruments and kind of just fleshing out a whole soundscape so I love that's probably like I love that song that they made and then I, I particularly liked uh, the first episode with Rhiannon Giddens and Roshino Safti yeah. um Francesco Teresi they kind of merge like uh Shanos with tr- like um traditional American folk. And it's not a combination I've ever heard before. Uh, and somehow, because they both have such beautiful voices, um, their voices really merge. And so th- somehow you imagine that these two genres always must have been together because it's quite seamless the way that they they bring the two worlds together. So that's really cool. Um, yeah, God, just like every episode has its own distinct personality. And then musically, you know, fair play to Patter for curating such a, a fantastic group of people. Because each song, like there's some really virtuoso moments, like Shame You Died and Derry Farrell are absolutely deadly on the mm. Um, That was another song that kind of blew my socks off. They're just totally virtuoso playing, you know.
3: And it's very, it's very uh, wide ranging uh, music as well. You know, it's like. I like that. Uh, I think the collaboration is a really nice idea of it all. You know, it's kind of gives you something a bit special.
7: Yeah, definitely. And I I think the diversity is part of the charm of the show. Like it's going to introduce people to artists they haven't heard of and really impressive, talented people from around the world. I mean, I have to confess, I definitely hadn't heard of everybody that was on the list that Paddy showed to me. So I was busy doing my homework before we started uh, filming. And it was great. It was like, this is, you know, I was excited to be introduced to all these talents that I hadn't come across. So I know they're all on my Spotify list. I listen to them regularly. Um, and then again, with the pairings as well, they're not always obvious, like, uh, Rhiannon Giddens and Roshan and are coming from really different backgrounds and yet somehow their voices work beautifully and their harmonies work beautifully. And so a lot of the pairings aren't obvious at first, but when you hear the music that they make, it's kind of going into this new territory that just is quite magic. So it's, yeah, I think as a concept for a show, it's quite rich. It's it's just really enjoyable. It feels like you're in the room with them at a private session, all of your own.
5: I know friendly on his dying bed. Held my head. Remember my stories, remember my songs I'll leave them on earth And we'll head
3: back now to talk to Pater King, the co-owner of Blackgate and so he can have the final word and we're looking ahead to the future the immediate future first of all with gigs reopening and the venue reopening And the recording studio reopening and the possibilities for the space and the possibilities for people to visit and community to be created there once more. And also the label as well, which will have a new release um, from an artist called Rodney Owl. And we'll finish uh, this podcast with a track from Rodney Owl. The song we are going to play uh, from Rodney is is called Truth is Broken. But for now, here's a final word from Padder King talking to myself and Andrea.
1: We had a really big community of of regular music lovers that would yeah. come here, and yeah. um, and it, it's you miss you miss people like and you mm-hmm. miss uh, yeah uh, that's an understatement yeah, yeah. <laughs> <But> it's
4: so <laughs> lovely seeing a space like this where like I could see myself if I lived in Galway just kind of like just this being a space that I would like flock to. We were kind of now in the car on the way down. We were kind of talking about you know. Dublin and how different it is in Dublin compared to the rest of the country and in, in, in some ways it seems like there's more stuff being built up elsewhere and then uh, like we'd we, we'd love to kind of um, I don't know look, look at this place as like a, a, a blueprint for stuff that could happen in Dublin if it was possible you know. Like yeah, I think
3: it's been hard for the last two years when you talk about community and Yeah, like when you haven't been able to meet and especially in the music community mm-hmm. like it was not Lost on any of us, like how much we miss being around our peers. Do you know yeah. what I mean? And you really do miss that, and you just
4: yeah. Yeah. So it's so lovely to see a, a, a space where that's just kind of where people can meet and it's not just these one off things like yeah. where you know, you'd meet people at gigs and stuff like this is just a place where it's kind of, you know, regularly. It's like yeah. someone yeah. might be upstairs recording, someone else might be downstairs getting ready for a gig
1: or, you know That's yeah, it. Yeah. Yeah. It's lovely. And like one thing is the you know the L V C that I mentioned a while ago, the live yeah, yeah. Venues collective yeah. Um that was a real a real brilliant thing. I don't know how you know it never happened before now, but... Yeah, but it, it didn't need but, it, probably. May, well, I think it probably did need it, it but I think but nobody, nobody realised it, it, it yeah. but... Um, yeah, I think that's you know, one of
3: a positive thing that's really come out over oh, like, the last couple of years is, uh, like, the yeah. mobilisation of people uh, in, in the industry together. For sure, yeah. Who never had to represent themselves in that way. So now, suddenly, yeah.
1: you know, you have a, and a that connection group, of venues. That group, um, I mean, I could name every one of them, and they're, like, it's been such a supportive a great thing just to be able to you know say i don't know what what's going on with this i don't know how to deal with this and you know we have a group together and you'd be emailing or messaging people and it's lovely to get responses from people who are equally as worried or as anxious or as you know excited about something mm. and we've 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 formed lovely you know friendships across i knew some some of them beforehand obviously but but that's been a real sense of when ireland opens up again I'm really looking forward to going around to all those venues and literally just going to, you know, going to gigs again in, in those places and um, yeah, just, and I think that there's great possibilities for that, for those networks, you know, for representation on behalf of, because all the small venues are really, we're here, it's a, you know, a symbiotic relationship with musicians. We we, we love musicians, we love music. That's what, you know, that's what we're doing it for. You don't mm. Nobody makes big money on small venues. Um, like it's, it's, we're not teaming with them, you know. Yeah, um, there's, and there's a lot of them actually. I mean, the, the, especially in the last two years, there's a lot of people that, I think there's a few few that closed down actually. Yeah. A few pretty prominent ones as well. And, you know, that's kind of, that's hard to see because it, it's, uh, we all kind of came close to it. Like, you know, there was definitely in the first six months of this. Yeah. Um, if it wasn't for the work of the LVC, I think that, Probably a lot of more, a lot more would have closed down because yeah. you know they really lobbied, lobbied to get supports very early on. Like, and hmm. um, I don't think, like realistically, I don't think we would have survived uh, yeah. if it wasn't for that. Must have been very you
4: know. scary, like, because you guys, you know, going going for three years and then obviously like the yeah. pandemic hits. Like, yeah, we were It just, must have been terrifying. Like that, it was just gonna.
1: It was yeah, it was okay. it was really annoying because we were just kind of hitting our stride. It was like the first yeah. the first year we were having kind of a good year. We were well organized with our gigs. We had a we had a lot of um we had a big kind of a um we had a, a lot of jazz events and stuff that were kind of it took us a few years to build up. And we mm. we we created with a guy called Angus Hackett locally, a great musician. We built up this kind of a um. A well-known jazz tribute kind of a thing, so we would tip the cap to certain things, and then those people would come back to. So we we built that up over years, and it took a long time to to get the crowds to come to those events, mm. and then just all of a sudden overnight, it was like ah yeah. oh, shit, yeah. you know. But you know, I suppose yeah. it, it's it's allowed us to go in other way, other directions now. Well, that's it.
4: Know? I mean, I suppose it's a testament to like the the adaptability of like the model that you saw initially that you've you know survived and thrived throughout it by having this these kind of you know we used the term earlier like spinning plates because if it was only one thing it mightn't have you know survived but because you have like the studio and venue space and the you know uh, videoing the performances and everything it's um it's a testament to to the um to how much actually having that level of adaptability and like nuance within any one project is, is, is just so important to kind of have that now. Um, and like the traditional models of just like having a a studio or having, you know, having all these things separately. I yeah. don't know. Like it, it just yeah. doesn't seem like it's feasible for these things to survive without. Yeah. I think that is like, like what you're doing thing, here is something
3: you know? we, that I have always thought of as the future of, yeah. you know, small venues or. If it would be at a record shop or uh, you know multi use spaces, they have to be able to adapt. They have to be able to do things differently during the day if they want in order to do differently. Things at night, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. It's like making the best use of. It's kind of like freelancing
4: on a bigger scale, you know. Like, <laughs> well, it's yeah. like no one gets to just write or yeah. DJ or whatever it is. You know, you kind of have to do all of these different things. And I suppose like ven- venue spaces and you know labels and stuff are, are are no different. We're all trying to make a living, like, and you kind of well, have to it, have yeah. like your.
1: And what's like, it what's nice if you if you think things. of it as a hub, you said it a while ago about the place in <clears throat> Glasgow, but. Um, but that's been the, the most rewarding part of all of this is that there's so many creative people that have come here and mm. kind of gone, we want to be part of this, yeah. kind of part of what's going on here. And we kind of find a project where we, you know, we put in for funding for whatever, and if we get it, then there's a line in the budget to cover that person doing that thing because they've helped create it. I don't know, it's, it's and all kinds of bizarre things come out of it. Like, I mean, we've, we've done you know, talks down here. We've had writers, we've, you know, writing, you know, um, like John, who was there a while ago, he's a writer. He he does applications, but then he does scripts. Then, mm. you know, you've got, um, like Dave, who you met downstairs a while ago, he runs, uh, he runs concerts, but then he's a producer. Mm-hmm. Um, this And now he's a big part of the label now as well in terms of the organisation of that. And yeah. more and more people are coming into the, the fray. And as we work with people, they get you see how what direction they're good or what what they're good at doing and just being able to say okay let's find a project where you can put that person yeah. you know give that person a bit of runway yeah and then it helps you like i mean yeah. we're like hopefully i mean i think we're going to come out of this next few years you know knock on wood we're going to come out of this next few years stronger with way way more possibilities and try to show that in the creative industries you can in a like in a small place like this you can make you know a good living and you can be equitable for the artists the creators and and you know this not be wondering about paying your bills you know
4: Mm. so it's like it's It's a a very refreshing perspective (laughs) to have just like yeah it's a a
3: model that could be replicated elsewhere yeah you know you
4: and i would talk a lot about like kind of you know Oh, you can't make a bloody living in this country anymore. But it is so nice to come here and hear you say that, like, you know, it's not it's not only, you know, a place for people to be like yeah we're coming here we're following our dreams but it's actually you know it's equitable and it's doable and it's uh, benefiting the people who are coming and the community as well like so it's it's a model that really makes sense I'd love yeah, well, to all, see it well all we want to do like
1: more. me Eamon and Aidan all three of us like the, the dream really is I suppose and I, I'm speaking for the rest of the lads, I suppose maybe out of place but the dream really is that you, you have a job out of it all three of us will have a job yeah. out of it and we work for ourselves and we can hopefully in a few years time you come in in the morning on a Monday morning and you say well what do we want to do today, Mm -hmm. you know, and whatever project you feel like doing, you do. Mm -hmm. And you can decide to like Aiden is a part he's a he's a does a lot of adventure sports, a lot of climbing. You know, I'd Mm -hmm. love to do, you know, a a project with him doing that. Or I'd love to do a Mm project. Eamon Eamon is interested in loads of things like design and electronic music and all these things. I'd love to do a project with him doing that. Mm -hmm. And we could it can be anything. Um and you know part of the thing with the label as well, all these things they're dreams i suppose all of us in the music industry have where you you want to you want to be at the cre- at the, the cold face of creativity you know mm.
3: so yeah lovely great so five years in congratulations happy birthday thank, thank you so, <laughs> <nice>. <laughs> so you'll be up, up some scale and some mountain in five years is what yeah. You're saying, yeah well somebody will be. i, w- I, I won't think so. <laughs> <laughs> okay, very good you know, thanks for
1: great Patrick. thank you thanks guys thanks for coming in
2: Search for happiness led us up the garden path, blind to mystery and death. Your tongue betrays you as it slips from your mind. Selfish fears entwined with heroes and half-truths. Born to kill for peace on earth. Opinion breeds, contradiction. Smarter than me, and we forgot to paint the roses. You brought your spear in your showman's ear. Yeah. Not all love is kindness, so let me tiptoe around.